Let's open our Bibles, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we looked last week at verses 2 through 5. A few subjects there, uh, conflict and division. Paul says he pleaded with them to agree with each other in the Lord. Get it together. He says, you know, or the the Bible tells us we'll be ruined if we don't. A lot of uh, help we found in the Proverbs, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. There's sometimes it's good to drop it and let it go. Sometimes, he, as he says here, we need outside help. He, he talks to others there and says, help those. Help those two gals. They had help they could get from others that were more spiritual, or maybe had more maturity, spiritual judgment, and sometimes that really helps to go to somebody who maybe can give you a little bit of help. Someone who is trustworthy, of course. But conflict with each other, as we see in this verse, Paul says that these women contended at his side in the cause of the gospel. Conflict with each other keeps us from the true conflict, which is the conflict with the true enemy. And the, the, the deal is that we are not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. We are not the enemy. And I think sometimes, especially in marriages, we need to remember that that the other person is not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy, and we need to kind of figure out how we're going to work this thing out and, and get on the same team because we are on the same team. Second subject was to rejoice in the Lord, and that's the theme of this book, to find our joy in Jesus no matter what. And thirdly, let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. That sweet reasonableness that character that comes really from God, and that's what I, I, I want to have that in my life. I don't know about you. Today, the, the subject is, uh, the topic uh, is, and this, the uh, title that I've come up with are two words, anxiety and help. Help with, uh, what's those lines with the dot at the bottom? Exclamation point. It's warm. The, the heat does something to me. Anxiety, help! You could say it like that. Then you they don't have to say that. Help. I wonder, I wonder about you. Let's read the verses first, and then we'll, we'll talk about this. Verses 6 and 7. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I wonder, have any of you ever get anxious? Any of you ever have anxiety attacks? You're not alone. Paul was talking about this, and the Word of God brings these things up for us so that we can address these things, right? And Warren Wiersbe defines the word here as to be pulled in different directions. Our hopes pull us in one direction. Our fears pull us in the opposite direction. And he says we're pulled apart. So you kind of feel like you're getting pulled apart is the way he's defining it. And, and of course, uh, anxiety and, and, and all the things that are part of it, really, they affect us in a lot of different ways. How does it affect us? How does it affect you? A lot of different ways, right? What are some of the ways that it does affect us? Yeah, it puts you to sleep. Yeah, I understand. Makes you quiet. Yeah, okay. What else? Fearful. Makes you fearful, right? Sick. It makes you physically sick. Yeah, what else? 
Pardon? Withdraw. withdraw makes you withdraw, yeah. What else? Makes you aggressive. Makes you aggressive. <laughs> um, you keep an eye on that person there. She's kind of anxious. Feel the aggression starting to come out, and it's coming at me. So it can affect us in all different kinds of ways, as all you mentioned, in our digestion, our energy levels, all kinds of stuff, mentally, physically, spiritually, these things that, that are happening. And, and some of it is just a part of this life. Some of it, I, you know, I, I truly believe this thing about that the battlefronts that we face, you know, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world, the pressure that comes from that, the flesh, our own selves, and, and then the spiritual warfare that comes from the enemy. We, we fight battles on all these, uh, on these, on all these fronts. In the, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says, uh, defining anxiety like this, an abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear, often marked by physiological signs like sweating, tension, increased pulse, by doubt concerning the reality and nature of the, of the threat, and by self-doubt about one's capacity to cope with it. So you've got this fear that something's going to happen and you don't know if you can deal with it. You don't know if you can get through it. You don't know how it's going to happen. How are you going to make it through? There's a lot of things mixed up in it, right? There's worry, there's fear, there's anticipation, and these things all happen all at the same time. Am I describing any of you? I want to ask you this morning, what is bugging you? Don't answer me. I don't want to know. <laughs> Not right now. What's bugging you? What are you anxious about? What is it for you? Maybe it's something that's coming up. Maybe, uh, maybe you're getting anxious because I'm talking about anxiety and you're going, please talk about something else because that's making me have an anxiety attack. I've already seen one person get up and leave. And, and now you can't leave because, you know, I'll see you get up and leave too. Okay, you can go ahead and go now. I'll pretend you have to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know about you, but for me, it's usually, it doesn't usually happen when I'm sitting in church. When does it usually happen? In the middle of the night. Okay. When you can't even scream. You've got to be quiet. That's like, that, you know, if you're going to have an anxiety attack and you can't even scream, like, what is the point? <laughs> the proverb says, an anxious heart weighs a man down. And, you know, these things, they weigh us down they're big time. This is reality, though. This is part of our lives, part of what, you know, our human condition and, and uh, the, just the, the situations that we face. So what in the world should we do? That's the question. Get a straight jacket, take a pill, be committed. Well, I think you should be committed, but be committed in the right sense of the word. Be committed to Jesus, really. The question is, what, what does God's word say that we should do about it? We just read it here, right? We, what does it say to do? Pray. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but pray. we got to do something about it. He, he doesn't say just, just live with it, just get over it. I mean, that, you know, I don't know about you, when people just tell you to get over it, like, thanks for your um, loving understanding. You, you, you're pretty much, uh, you know, 
go away. I mean, there's sometimes I think maybe we need to hear that, but it, it, that, the phrase is just so overused that he doesn't say that here, though, does he? He says, don't get over it. He says, pray. Pray. You've got to do something. He says, in everything, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, right in the middle of everything that's going on, he says, pray. It's not just going to go away. It's not the situations around us aren't going to change. And, and, and the truth of the matter is that you and I don't change overnight either. The, the, the way we react to things and deal with things, that doesn't change immediately, right? It, it takes, God is working on us. But some of the ways we deal things, you know, with things, they, they don't necessarily change. But how He helps us to deal with the things doesn't change everything. It doesn't change us necessarily, but He helps us to, to deal with what's going on. He says, pray and trust and pray and thank Him. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. That's the motto here, this verse, right? Don't pray, don't be anxious, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Oh, that's just so easy to do. I just walk out of here. I don't worry about a thing. What, me, worry? No worries, no cares. No, no, reality says you're going to face worries and you're going to face anxiety. You're going to face all these things, but he says you need to pray. Notice he says right in everything, right in the middle of it. And then he says, you know, um, <clears throat> the word everything, in everything. So there's nothing that's too large, there's nothing that's too small that he can't deal with, that he can't somehow work out, somehow help you in. But the, the deal is, and I know, I know this is for me too, is that we say things like, oh, I, I'm just too stressed out, I, I don't have time to pray, I can't pray right now, I'm too stressed out. No, uh, there's no time to pray, I'm too busy worrying. I don't have time to pray. But the thing that we need to do, we're keeping ourselves from doing. Because, we, because we, we don't see, we don't go to the answer, we don't go to the source. We need, we need to know what God's Word says. I know that when I was a young Christian, uh, these were one of the verses that we were told to memorize, these two verses here. Memorize them. Get them into your heart, get them into your mind. Because prayer really is the key. Uh, you know, we can do all kinds of things to mask the situations and to mask how we feel, but 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 it just comes back, right? You go and, and find you know do the, the the alcohol and the drug routine and 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 you know what? Then it, it just comes back. It doesn't go away. Prayer is the key. I want you to turn with me, First Peter chapter five, First Peter chapter five, verses six through eight. If you want to remember this, we have Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. We're going to read verse 8 as well. But it's the same kind of thing here. 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety or your cares on Him, because He cares for you. 
Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's kind of in the context there. We see the context, context of, number one, humbling ourselves. Number two, on the other side of it, the, the enemy is he's also throwing stuff as well. But, but focusing on verse 7, he says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And I've always looked at that in two ways. That last part is that he cares about me. He cares for me. He really, really does. He loves me. He cares for me. We know that all through the Bible that God so loved the world that he, that he gave his only son. He cares for me. But, but I also look at it in the other way that he cares for me on my behalf. He cares. He will care about that situation much better than I do. He will handle it much better than I will. So, so basically what I'm trying to do is give it over to him. Give it back to him in the middle of this anxiety. Cast all your cares, all your anxiety on him for he cares for you. I read about this person named George who was under this extreme anxiety it said he got out his pad and paper, and this is a true story, and it says he decided that he would let them go, the burdens of his life. And so he wrote God a letter, and this is what he wrote. He said, Dear God, today I hereby resign as general manager of the universe. Love, George. <laughs> and George goes on to say, In wonder of wonders, God accepted my resignation. You know, we think we gotta, we got to run it all. we gotta, we got to be in charge of it all. But you know what? That's God's job. We need to give it to Him. Let, him. let Him care about it. Let Him take care of it. Pray. Pray. It's communication with the Almighty and, and all the things that that entails, not just bringing the needs, though that's part of what we see here because we see a few different words here in this passage back in Philippians. Right? He talks about prayer. He talks about petition. He talks about thanksgiving. He talks about presenting your requests. So there's all different forms and, and all different types of prayer. Adoration. There's devotion. There's worship. There's uh, bringing these specific needs. There's interceding for other people. And, and there's bringing our own needs and all these things. And, but in it, as we, as we say, well, you know what? I can't deal with this. It's not... That's part of the humbling process where we say, I can't deal with this. And then we get on our knees before God and say, I can't deal with this. I'm giving this to you. I am giving this to you. I'm praying. I'm, I'm giving it to you because you are great and you are mighty and you're big enough to take care of it. Paul said in 1 Timothy 2, he talked about prayer. He said, pray all. He says, he says I urge then, first of all, that requests and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Same idea there. You pray. You pray. Now, let me ask you a question about this. When, if you know, okay, this is what God's Word says. We're, we're, we're anxious. We're all freaking out. We're, we're going over the edge. We, we tell God, I, I can't deal with this. And you get down and you pray. You get in your little closet. You go in the bathroom. You lock the door somewhere. You get down and you pray. Let me ask you, will you get instant results? Yes. 
That's what I say. Sometimes you will. But I also say what other, everyone else said too. No. Sometimes you do. I know in my life I've seen it where sometimes the, you can feel the burden lift right then. And other times you get up and you're actually feeling worse than you did before. Sometimes we have to wait, though. Sometimes we have to wait. It's not always instantaneous. But I have found that God always answers. He is so faithful. Like the song we sing, never once did, he, did we ever walk alone. Never once did he send us out on our own. Never once does he not hear that cry, that prayer. And it may be that, you know, a day or two later, you look back and go, wow, I forgot that I was all freaked out. You know, you forget that you were completely about to lose it. So I want to encourage you, though, if, if you don't feel the instantaneous answer, don't give up. You may, you may need to get up and get back on with your life, but sometimes we have to wait, and, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Maybe that's why uh, the Scripture says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. But look what he says here in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God promises his peace. It's a supernatural peace. It's peace that goes beyond our understanding. It's beyond human comprehension, as someone defined it. It's... It's peace even when circumstances haven't changed. When it doesn't even make sense. Like, how could, I, how could I be peaceful in the middle of all this now? Things haven't changed. Things are just as bad. Maybe they're even worse. It's beyond us, you see. That's what he's talking about here. It's, it's beyond human understanding. One commentator, McDonald, he says this, People of the world cannot understand it at all. And even Christians possessing it find a wonderful element of mystery about it. They are surprised at their own lack of anxiety in the face of tragedy or adverse circumstances. Got a surprise, like I should be freaking out right now. But, you know, and I was maybe and I prayed and God has given me a peace and I can't even quite understand why I could have peace in the middle of us. That's what he's trying to say here. He goes on, he says, this peace garrisons the heart and the thought life. What a needed tonic it is then in this day of neuroses, nervous breakdowns, tranquilizers, and mental distress. The peace of God. The peace of God. That's what, that's what the Word is telling us here. I really like what, what uh, one man said about that. He said, peace is the smile of God reflected in the soul of the believer. Just to, just to know within your very soul, within your very heart, just to know the smile of God, that He loves you, that He cares for you, that He will care about those things for you and for me when we, when we pray, when we put it into His hands, when we trust Him. The peace of God. I've got a couple of passages I want to look at about this John chapter 14 John the gospel of John chapter 14 first and then after that we'll go to Isaiah John chapter 14 verse 27 
You know, um, that joke about sleeping, um, you know, I, 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 that doesn't really bother me. Not that you fall asleep often. But it doesn't really bother me because I believe that sometimes people, they come to a place like this, and not just because it's warm, but they come to a place like this and they can actually be at peace apart from what's going on out there. And sometimes you're so exhausted because you've been up all night. I was up for like an hour and a half last night. I was looking for a piece of paper. <laughs> My wife stayed over with Cynthia. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning looking for a piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, I'm insane. No, I had to pray about it, though. I finally... I knew if I didn't stop and if I didn't just pray and put it in God's hands because I'm thinking about this message and I'm thinking, who are you to say anything about anything? You're an idiot. <laughs> and and uh, I'm thinking the only way I'm going to be able to get back to sleep is if God gives me his peace and he allows me to go back to sleep. And he did. I went back to sleep. And then the phone rang at 4.30. I, I was asleep for a little while, but... I, told, I asked my wife, I said, if, if Cynthia is like in like a conversation mode, call me up. I don't care what time it is. She called me at 4.30, put the phone up to her ear, and we had, a, we had a little conversation, a little prayer together. That's worth it. And I still went back to sleep again, believe it or not. But when that phone rang, I was, I don't know, we were in this car, and there were like waves, and there was this road. Never mind. John 14, 27. You're never going to come back anyway. That guy's lost it. He's like, 1427, peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you. My peace. Man, I don't know about you, but that's what I want. My peace. And then back to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 26. Verse 3 and 4. If you, if you believe in underlining in your Bible, this is, these are verses to underline. I like it when people tell you, I want you to underline this right now, and some people say, I'd never write in my Bible. You can write in Bibles, though. It's okay. If it's yours, don't write in someone else's. You will keep him, speaking to the Lord, you will keep him in perfect peace, him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Those are verses to memorize there. You will keep in perfect peace. Him whose mind is steadfast, the King James says, him whose, whose mind is stayed on thee, stayed on you, is fixed on you because he trusts in you. Anxiety, yes. Help, yes, to the Lord who keeps us in perfect peace. 
couple other things I want to mention before we take some time to pray is Paul said in Colossians, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. So he says, let the peace of Christ be that umpire in your heart. Let the peace, just let God's peace do something. Let him do it. But again, we have to humble ourselves and go to him. And, and, and one, one other verse that uh, when we came to this place, um, a verse out of Haggai, verse, chapter 2, verse 9, part of the verse says, And in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. And I, and I believe then and I believe now and I, I've sensed it ever since then that God brings His peace in this place. Not because it's a church building, but just as because God wants to bless us with His peace here. Despite trials and tribulations, God's peace has always been here and never left. God's peace. He said back there, it guards our hearts and our minds like a, it's a military term really, a garrison, sentinel, guarding our hearts and guarding our minds, the peace of God. So, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests, bring your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Those are good ones to memorize. We're going to take, we've got a few minutes, we're going to have communion, and like we've been doing the last few times, uh, taking a time to pray, and maybe it's a good time to think about it now, and, and you can pray by yourself, but I'm going to ask the worship team and the prayer, and our prayer team to come and, and just stand here. If you want someone to pray with you, we'll have some... some uh, Music uh, playing, that, that, uh, some peaceful instrumental music. But, but I, think, I think that I believe, I really believe that communion, when we, we come to the cross, um, we, we do it every five weeks, but when we come to the cross, we, we come to this place of prayer and, and I come to this place of healing. We need to pray. You need to pray. Prayer is good. Some of you, you know, know that. Maybe you, you're, you don't want to go up in front and people see you and, well, what kind of problem does he have or she have or whatever. Who cares? Ask somebody next to you to pray for you. You have that little thing in your hand. Let's just read that together before we do. That's, a, that's an old hymn, an incredible song. You see that? You got that there? Some of you got it? Hopefully. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Look at this. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Every trials and temptations, is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. That's incredible. Those are powerful words.
powerful words. What a friend we have. I'd sing it for you right now, but I, no, I won't. Some of you are, were already singing it, probably. probably. So we have the prayer team and the, and the worship team. Come on up. We're just going to be right here. If you want someone to pray with you and for you, uh, we'll be glad to do that. If you want to just pray where you are, that's okay too. Our gracious Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that your word tells us to bring it to you in prayer. Those anxieties, those cares, those worries, those burdens, those troubles. No matter how big, no matter how small. And that you promise you'll give us your peace, Lord. We need that peace. We want it. We desire it. We don't deserve it. It's by grace. We know that. But you say all we, all we need to do is come. All we need to do is ask. We come to you now, Lord. In Jesus' name, please come. <laughs>